This week's episode is golden. Golden? At least atomically. Uh, huh? 79, the atomic number of gold. Oh, it's a golden show. Episode 79, here we go. Welcome back to the show, and it hasn't been three weeks this time. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes, we have curbed it down to two and a half. Yeah. So I am now. How, how long has it been? Uh, well, since the last one went up, about a week. Okay. Okay. Now you can no. give your name. Okay. I am Scott, <laughs> and I am Scott Duarte on this side, Chanel on that. Welcome back, everyone. Yay! Woo! We have a golden so, show. Yes, we could um please email us at um Scott Duarte at education.org, S C O T T D U A R T E at E D G Y C A T I O N dot org. Or uh S C O T T at E D G Y C A T I O N dot O R G. And email us or leave us a MyChingo on the website, which is a voice recording. Um, for better show openers. Yes. Next next show is eighty, so that should be a little easier. We are we are finding it difficult to think of anything, even remotely or not even remotely witty, to uh, intro the shows with. Yes. So we need your help. And mine keep getting shot down. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, which, please. Uh... Which is sad when there's worse ones than the ones we're actually using. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, and while you're at the website, you can also uh, tell us what you want to hear about in the comments section. Uh, you can leave us a video uh, via Seismic um, there, and uh, you can tell us you love us, you hate us, you... Who are you? Whatever. <laughs> All exactly. of that good stuff. So, um, please go visit the site and uh, add your two cents. Or... Yeah, actually add two cents and, and leave us a tip, and that would be cool. <laughs> Still no tip jar. Got to get one. <laughs> someday, someday. Just someday. throw the pennies at the screen. There you go. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to news. News. What do you got? <laughs> um... I am happy. Well, it's Thanksgiving. Now I can actually be in a country that really celebrates American you Thanksgiving. get a turkey. Email me a turkey. Not email. <laughs> mail. <laughs> so I am excited about that. Um, I am excited that I only have relatively a week left to teach. Nice. And then the semester's over. Woo-hoo! Party time. Exactly. Exactly. So... My workload is winding down for a while. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to see if we can't uh, catch you on a couple more occasions, and maybe we'll drop a couple of these baby bad boys in a can. Yeah. For those yeah. Weeks well, that, uh, we will be difficult to connect. 
Are you going snowboarding this season? Sometimes. A lot? I don't know. No money, so probably not. Okay. Hope to. Hope so, to. so maybe you'll be getting us all throughout the holiday yep. this year for a change. Yep. So, yeah, so. I'm not planning on leaving the country, so I will be okay. here one way or another. Any other news for you? Uh, it is, uh, so it's Thanksgiving back there in the States, and here it is Thanks for Labor Day, which is basically just Labor Day. <laughs> Thanks for us working. Yeah. Uh, they call it Thanks for Labor Day just to tie it in with the Thanksgiving so the Americans don't forget. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, yeah, it's Labor Day Monday, so um, yay. You got it off? Yep, yep. So uh, it. I was thinking maybe this show would be What Are We Thankful For in English Education? But that list was so short <laughs> <laughs> that uh, we decided to do something else. Uh, any other news? No, but I have one thing for the list. For the news list? Oh, for the thanks. No, for the list. Okay. Drop it out. Um, thankful that our job, I don't think, will really ever go away. Not till they do the brain implants. Exactly. The little microbes that they had in Farscape. Yes. Now that would be sweet. I would. I would totally concede my job for that. (laughs) Yes. So. That that's what I have to be thankful for this career field. Yay! All right, Indo news. Indo news. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm wondering how I'm doing the timing on that. Anyway, uh, so today what we're going to be talking about is uh, noobs. Pwn the noobs. Noobs. <laughs> um. And for those of you who don't play online games or are, you know, otherwise tech deficient, (laughs) um, somebody who's new in a situation, new in a field is a newbie or a noob or, uh, yeah. And so we're going to be talking a little bit going way back towards the beginning of the, uh, the show, uh, what. Uh, people are doing when they first get into the classroom. So um, I'm taking this class on research methods, right? And uh, we had a paper. Here's a paper. For those of you playing along at home. Uh, The paper is by Juliet Langman and Robert Bailey, University of Texas, San Antonio. uh, Published in the... Not the the real UT. Yeah, no, no, no. The fake one. Yes. Please send emails to Scott Duarte at edgy, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, Language Variation and Change, Volume 14, 2002, pages 55 through 77, printed in the USA, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, title of the paper is The Acquisition of Verbal Morphology by Chinese Learn- Learners of Hungarian. So it's a second language. What? It's a second language study. It's not an ESL study, but it counts. So basically, yes. the, set, the setup for the study is uh, the professor had a um, grad student or another professor or whatever, somebody he knew was going into starting the first, uh, starting the first, uh, uh, the first time teacher. And so he had all of this research that they were doing in their seminar class. And he's like, read the research because it'll help you teach. And so... Um, how do you think it came out? 
it didn't help him teach. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, there for a new teacher coming into the field and getting trying to get everything all squared away. Who am I? Where is my butt? And can I find it if I use both of my hands? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> reading research about the esoteric points. Oh, birds. <laughs> about the esoteric points of um, language acquisition, you know, is, uh, let's see, just this side of pointless. Yes. Um, and so he was trying to, to add in all of this other stuff, but what he really needed to focus on was the basics, right? Classroom management. How am mm -hmm. I dealing with the students? How are the st students learning? You know what? I think this might not be this paper. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So all that paper stuff, it's a really interesting read, but it's not this paper. <laughs> Doing well in your classes, are you? It was the paper I found. <laughs> uh -huh. um, no, the, the paper that I'm thinking of is Rankin. Uh, Rankin, and I can't remember what year it is. Anyway, it'll be in the show notes. So okay. uh, look for it there. Um, anyway, the, the idea is that, uh, you know, the professor was given the, the guy or the students all of this stuff for their seminar class to read to try to make them better teachers and and uh, help improve what they, you know, uh, what they're doing. The, the, the guy going in to teach the basic class had not ever taught before. Um, and so the teacher was like, oh, great, blank slate. I can go in and, you know, we can learn Mold about him in the beginning. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. And so um, what he they... was going in to teach what, what level? Uh, uh, beginners. Uh, kind of low but level. Universe, at the university, university or adult level. beginner? No, okay. no, no. University level. Okay. Um, and uh, what they found was maybe the students were doing German. I'm looking don't at, matter. <laughs> I'm looking at it you. It don't matter. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a second language acquisition thing. And so they went in and they found out later on, figured out later on, um, after he talked to him a little bit that it's really not, he's not going in with a blank slate. Nobody goes into teaching with a blank slate. Why? Because, uh, he had taken second language stuff before he'd taken French and, and something else as well, but had had exposure to teachers doing SLA things. Right. Uh huh. And so that colored his experience a little bit. And, Whenever he got frustrated with, uh, you know, trying to implement this um, high level, I'm not going to say crap. Um, garbage. <laughs> garbage. Uh, for the sophisticated folks. Um, <laughs> whenever he's trying to, to add this stuff into the class, uh, it was failing miserably. And so he would revert back to basically drill and kill, right? Um, yeah. Because that's what he grew up with, and that's what he knew. So, um, so reading okay, I'm research sorry. as an I'm early sorry. teacher you, you lost me, though. The, the, the drill and the kill, this was the guy who had no experience teaching, or this was the professor leading the class? No, no, the guy who had no experience teaching. Okay, okay. There's, there's, okay. Two, there's two different classes. There's the class that the noob was taking, and that was taught by the major professor who did the work on the paper. 
And then that paper focused on watching the noob crash and burn. Okay. Which is always fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some angry emails. If you're angry, email us. <laughs> no problem. But it's it's a serious problem because we do spend a lot of time uh, in SLA, in ESOL classes, TESOL stuff, that, um, you know, we're saying, all right, here's this, here's this, here's this, uh, go do it. But a lot of times what I'm seeing is we're missing some of the big picture things, don't you think? Like classroom management skills, like basics of dealing with a large group of people when there's just the one of you. Well, I mean, in when you go for your master's or your doctorate or whatever, master's, let, let's say at the master's level, yes. you get your master, you're going for your master's in TESOL. Right. I mean, the way that the most programs are, I mean, I think the majority of it is applied linguistics anyway. Right. Just so it's all... Phonology and morphology. Syntax. Exactly. It's all theory and, and it's not really pedagogy based. Right how to teach so i mean you have the problem right there and um well and this, i think go ahead go ahead no 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 you well, go i think that this was this was part of the thing that i noticed when i got here to to japan at uh, the school um was my degree is is actually uh in education and so instructional technology um and Instructional technology is not second language based. It's not based on any particular uh, group that I'm going to end up teaching. You know, right. people that come out of the program teach the wide a wide variety of you know you name it. There's somebody there, um, but they are uh, focused on. All right, we're going to give you the the basics of any kind of educational situation we're going to focus on just pedagogy it's your job to go out and learn the details for how these uh you know what the what the details for the field that you're going to be teaching is going to be right and so what i found was um a lot of people in the faculty over here were like we're just discovering pedagogical techniques that i had been instructed in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. It it felt like, oh, you don't know that, <laughs> you know, kind of a kind of a situation, which is arrogant and cocky, but you know, whatever. That's why I true, live, baby. So be it. That's right. <laughs> it ain't bragging if it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. From my own experience, I taught in the ESL field for. Four years before I went to get my master's. Right, right. And so after I left, after I graduated with my master's, my teaching style and everything really didn't change. Okay. Luckily, I found out, oh, I am teaching the communicative approach, Mm -hmm. which is in vogue and is uh, to to date kind of the correct way to be going. Nice air quotes. And it's like. (laughs) <laughs> so i mean luckily i was i was moving down the correct path anyway i just learned what the name was it what the name of it was and um 
some other stuff that I did apply, but I mean, the way that I approached the classroom, that I approached the students, that I ran the classroom was really no different than when I, uh, before I graduated and after I graduated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would find basically the same thing. You know, you got into the class, you know, once you got into the classroom, you're drawn to doing certain things. Um, and, you know, education has been codified enough to where basically no matter what you're doing, somebody has written down, oh, when you do it this way, it is X. When you do it this way, it's commutative. When you do it this right. way, it's task-based, whatever. Um, but being able to understand the nuances in that, I think, is a kind of important. I agree. I agree. But, I mean, and and going back to how we wanted to focus the show i'm if you're if you're a new teacher going out and just submersing yourself in the theory yeah of of the field isn't going to get you very far right right you might understand okay wow now i know why these students are walking all over me mm-hmm. but i still don't know what to do about it right right yeah i i would say for the majority of the masters stuff um, like actual research, like the title of the one that I read before, um, uh-huh. stuff that's in the quote leading journals of the day. Uh, th- that's great. It's totally, well, not totally, but by and large, not particularly useful for mm-hmm. somebody who's only got even as many as three years under their belt. Um, you know, out in the classroom, but, uh, what, what does help is things like um, the 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 textbooks, like Ellis's book, Rod Ellis's book, Second Language. Uh, I forget what it's called now, but the Rod Ellis book. There's a Jack Richards book, um, Brown's book, Brown's book. Which Brown? Um, the Brown, the other Brown, the other one, not the one you're thinking the about. Hawaii Brown. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of approaches to teaching. Yeah, I can't remember which Brown. There's, there's two brown, there's two major browns is that in the JD? field. Uh, I think so. And I think the JD Brown is uh Hawaii Brown. Um because yeah. there's a Doug Brown at San Francisco State or up until recently at San Francisco State. I think he's still there. Anyway. It, no, it might have been Douglas Brown. Could be. Um he taught the SLA class in uh at SFSU and he used his own book, which is why I didn't take it. I took Scoble. Yay. Hi, Dr. Scoble. How are you? I'm sure you listen to our show every week, waiting with bated breath for <laughs> fascinating intros. Get it? Principles of Language Learning and Teaching. I think that's the book. Okay. Hey, while you got a uh, web page up, uh, see if you can pull up yep. the Rod Ellis book. Okay, hold on. I will entertain our guests. Do, do, do. Second language acquisition. Yep, that's the that's one. That's the title. That's the one. Um, so if you are a new teacher or emerging in the field or are studying ESL by listening to our show, which there are a couple of universities that have been downloading heavily um, over the past section of time, uh, really? Yes, yes. Capella was one, uh, someplace in Southern, one of the Southern California schools as well. Anyway, um, 
if you are in that situation, uh, buy the books because the books break it down a little bit better than the research. The research is nice, but a lot of times it's um, not focused on pragmatics. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily something that you're going to read the paper and say, oh, I'm going to be able to take this now and and put it immediately into class. Right. Occasionally right, right. that happens, but I would say that's a much rarer beast than uh, mm-hmm. than the other stuff. Well, I mean, doing the research and and reading the books and and um, my boss's book is a good one I used for SLA, mm-hmm. uh, saying second language acquisition and introductory course by which is um, by Susan Gass yep. and Larry Selinker, mm-hmm. and it's a great book. And I mean, it's not going to, for me, it didn't teach me how to teach. It taught me, well, okay, I'm doing this with the students. Oh, that's why it's working. Ah, right, right, right. That's nice. So it filled in the blanks. I mean, I'm not this great teacher. Don't, don't get me wrong. But a lot of what I was doing early on, luckily, was, was the right approach. And through trial and error, of course, I mean, I learned what didn't work really quickly, <laughs> and um, then through trials, found out what did work and, and went with that, and apparently a lot of other people found out the same thing mm-hmm. and wrote books about it, yep. and really researched about why it worked out, and that's what the reading did for me. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think it's that same same argument, let's say, with um, journalists. You okay. have two schools of thought. You have the, the diehard journalists who have been in the uh, field since they were just out of high school. They got jobs at newspapers. They rose up through the ranks, and they really learned what in-the-trench uh, journalistic writing was all about. And then you have the other group that goes through university programs in journalism and learns how to do this and and so forth. And so there's a big debate, well, which is better? Getting the education about the why behind it or just immersing yourself in the field and learning through experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think for here... If you're going to be a teacher, you need to jump on in. Yeah. And, um, of course, you're not going to be able to jump in at the highest level. And I didn't. I started out with language institutes, which <laughs> is down and dirty <laughs> teaching. They don't care if you know what you're doing or not. Well, and if you're, if you're good and you have a love for the field, you'll tr- quickly figure out or hopefully try to figure out what to do to... to let the students learn to the best of your and their ability. And, um, but there's no, nothing for that experience. I mean, nothing can replace, replace that. Yep. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So if you are out there and wondering what to do, uh, how to make yourself a better teacher or how to deal with, you know, X, Y, or Z in class, um, get some books. Uh, forget the research. Um, the research is, is nice and there will be books that kind of boil it down a little bit better later. 
Um, so let other people research the research. Right. Right. And then just explain it to you. Right. Yeah. Because reading the research papers, not so much fun. Not digging it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, just oh, another little anecdote. I went to a teacher's college at Columbia University and talking to other teachers, let's, when I was teaching at the high school in, in Brooklyn, other teachers would come up to me and, and they'd find out where I was going. They were like, yeah, the, the, the thing that I was really surprised was I've met a lot and I've known a lot of teacher college teachers college graduates and they're not very good teachers <laughs> uh-huh. because our program wasn't really very pedagogy based right right so well and that's you know the whole well, back to the journalism thing i mean that's the uh book learning book learning versus uh getting your hands dirty and you need to do a little bit of both i remember uh when i was at state there um they changed the teacher education program from a one semester um, practicum where you were out in the doing student teaching in the classroom to a full year. And I was like, I don't want to do a full year in a classroom. And uh, of course, a lot of the education students were doing the same sort of thing and noises. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I think really in the long run, it's a much better way to do it. I mean, the kids here are getting three weeks, and I would really much rather see a full semester out in the field doing stuff. Yeah. Dealing with the three kids. Three weeks won't give you anything. Uh, it'll give you a headache. Yeah. And it will break your soul. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, that's... A semester, I mean, the great thing at Teachers College was for, uh, you had different tracks. You could do general TESOL track, you could do a K-12 accreditation track. Mm. And most universities in New York required student teaching for six months. Right, right. Um, Teachers College required for a year. Nice. One one semester was K through six. The next semester was seven through twelve. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so, I mean, that really, a year of doing it, is what you need. I think six months, a semester, is good, and it's it'll okay. show you. Yeah, it. yeah. It's okay. It's better than three weeks. <laughs> yes. But and of course, when student teaching, it depends on who you are student teaching with. Yeah, that's a, a huge factor. Um, unfortunately, it's not always a factor you can uh, manipulate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sometimes it's, Very- it's I got to I gotta go with this teacher because that's the only person available. So, stuck. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to find online... Uh, a good book from Pearson Longman, but I can't do it. They don't sponsor the show. They don't have any good books. <laughs> if they sponsored the show, I bet we could come up with some. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, I'll try to find it and then 
hopefully put it in the show notes. Yep, or it'll be it'll go up on the site at one point or another, which means that you have to go visit the site. Yay! Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, but the book that I'm thinking, just real quick yeah, before okay. I forget, the the book that I'm thinking was the very first book on how to teach ESL that I read on the airplane flying to Korea. <laughs> Uh, before the the next day that I was going to be thrown into the classroom. Scott's so Scott's it, a big pre prep kind of guy. <laughs> it was kind of a, a whirlwind thing from the time that I got the contract to flying into Korea to being thrust into the classroom on my own. Yeah, yeah, scary thing. So, yes, but definitely worthwhile. Definitely worth right. But I mean, it's definitely. If you have a chance, go Peace Corps, do the English teaching thing, go um, JET, or go... I don't remember what the Korea one's called. Oh, I saw a poster. Epic. Epic. That's it. That's it. I saw the poster today, and I was... So go Epic. Go... There's lots of different programs that you can do. Yeah. And um, it's just... It's really good training for you. Um, or if you're going in a TESOL program, go K through 12 route. I mean, you might have plans on going university, um, teaching only at the university level or adult education, but at least with getting the K through 12 accreditation, you always have a fallback. Well, yeah. With K, with K, having a K 12, uh, accreditation or certificate, um, mm-hmm. have just having that in your pocket, uh, will give you enough presence of mind to be able to say, you know what, this job that I'm currently doing right now, not digging it, not feeling it. I'm out of here. And you right. have something else you can go to always. So you don't have to worry about, okay, I have to get a job at the gap. Right. Make uh in between gigs or whatever. Exactly. So exactly. Painting houses. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it is, it gets you into the classroom. It shows you, how classes are run. Hopefully you have a good uh, mentor teacher, but even if you don't, then you can see how not to do things. Yep. Yep. And um, it's good over the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think at that point uh, we are going to begin the rapidy uppity sort of thing. So uh, final words. Nope. Now that you got your mouth full. Uh, all right. So, um, well, here is good. Yes. Are those final words? That, that works. That works. <laughs> so what we'd like you to do is leave your two cents about this particular topic on the website. And you can find the website at E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N. And uh, you can email Scott Duarte at S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E at education.org. Or you can email me at S-C-O-T-T at what I said before. <laughs> While you're on the site, you can also leave us a voice message on the with the My Chingo button there on the right-hand side up near the top-ish. Um, you can also, in the comment system, you can leave a text comment or you can whip out that video camera and uh, leave a video comment. Whip it out! Whip it out! Win it out! That would be sweet. And then we'll put your video. Oh, wait. This Not is necessary. audio. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. 
so uh, I think that's about it. All right. Well, thank you uh, once again for joining us. Yes. Seriously, thank uh, you very much for listening. We uh, we do the show partially to assuage our own egos, but also to um, <laughs> hopefully say something good for you. And so we do appreciate you listening and uh, yeah, and we and comment to us, thank writing you. us and. Let us know, even if you send hate, that the, those of you who are sending hate mail, it lets us know. Yay. And so that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, because, you know, even though we're always right, <laughs> we'll be happy to listen to your opinion. Don't be player haters. Mm-hmm. Don't hate the player, hate the game. All right. <laughs> and on that note, I believe I am out of here. How about Take you? Take care, everyone. See ya. Yep, I'm good.